Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Canadian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I am a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and a devoted alcohol recovery coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gina Canadian, your women's wellness, ah, women's recovery alcoholic coach here. <laughs> but I do have another Gina, and I think that's why I got kind of confused here. <laughs> she is, and she goes by Gigi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gigi. Yes. So her name is Gina Perrin. She is a certified holistic wellness coach who works with busy executives creating personalized, sustainable plans that address the whole person's mind, body, and spirit. She coaches people 40 plus on how to get physically and spiritually fit. And side bonus, she is a French bulldog mom. <laughs> <laughs> We all love animals. I love animals. I love dogs, cats, everybody. Anyway, welcome, Gina. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so happy to meet you. Same. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. And I love your name. I, right? We have the best name. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because somebody asked me, uh, are you Italian? I said, no. You're like, oh, it reminds me of Gigi Lola Brigida. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Is that where you get Gigi from? Yes, yes, Gina. Yes, Gina Lola Bridget. I'm, I'm, and I'm Gina Marie, which a lot of Gina's are Gina Marie. Turns out, um, we had that conversation. Um, but yes, my dad named me, so I'm very, very proud of it. And he is Italian, so a beautiful, beautiful name. <laughs> All right, Gina. So just share with us your background and why you decided to pivot from being a fitness trainer to now a holistic wellness coach. Oh gosh. Well, I have to condense, you know, 46 years into uh, into this small podcast time that we have together. Um, but I was always into, you know, I was always into fitness, right? The the athletic child, the one who played sports in, in school and, um, you know, grew up, went through a painful divorce in my 30s. And then I was um, engaged to be married again, which was very exciting to someone who also shared that same physical background, right? So we worked out together every day. We were definitely like that fitness couple, um, right? And then, and then Christmas morning, 2010, um, my father and I discovered my brother in his home. He had committed suicide. And obviously that was a major pivotal moment in my life. I just didn't realize um, at the time, of course, what his death was going to do for the rest of really all of our lives, but I can only speak for for myself, how it took me in a completely different direction that I had never imagined. Because of course, we can't really plan out our lives. We think it's going to go one way and, and some higher being God, wherever you want to call it, you know, has, has another plan. So I had all these plans made, you know, all these big plans and, um, and it completely changed that day. 
uh, his, his name is David. He, um, he's just an amazing brother. I still feel him with me and along my journey. Um, but his death did set off a chain of events that again, were completely unforeseen within six months. My engagement was over. That relationship was done. There was a lot of loss in a short amount of time. You know, I was still having to raise kids, but, um, you know, and try to stay together during the day. <laughs> but of course I wasn't much together, um, at night or when I was alone. So, um, within four years, I moved across the country left everything that I had knew. And, and I, you know, I was 37 at the time. And what I didn't, I knew that I was really sad and I knew that I was, um, I had a lot of guilt, but you just keep trucking on. That's what women do. Like you get up and you handle your business and you do what you have to do. And, and that's it. Um, you know, I never really believed in, therapy or talking to someone that, you know, no, nobody can help me. I can fix it all myself. But what was happening is I was really on a decline um, that I, I, I didn't realize at the rate that it was happening. I gained a lot of weight. I stopped exercising, not entirely, but I just started to not take care of myself. I started drinking more. I was drinking wine every, every night uh, towards the end. Um, but it, things were happening. It's kind of like that the frog in the water that you, you, right, you put him in cold water and you just slowly turn up the heat and he doesn't realize he's being boiled and, and facing death. And that's, that's really the path that I was going down. Um, until one day I said, you know what? I just can't, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is ridiculous. Um, I, I feel awful about myself. I don't recognize myself in the mirror because like I said, I, I mean, at this point, I'm like now like 25 pounds overweight. And I just, I didn't, I was becoming like the shell of the person that I knew. So all I knew to do, what I knew to do was get back into physical shape because that was what I had done my whole life. I know about food and, you know, macros and, and and I know my way around the gym and all those things, right? So I I picked myself up and said, enough is enough, and went back to work on my physical. Uh got back into shape fairly quickly. Um, and now I'm physically back in shape. I started teaching in the gyms, the local gyms uh here in LA, and got back to it, but I was still that same physical mess was still up upstairs in, in my brain. I was still mentally broken and still on that decline. So I don't realize that this is still getting, this is getting worse and worse until I had to actually face it. So I'm going to the gyms at five o'clock in the morning. I'm teaching five thirty classes. I'm teaching six o'clock classes you know, high energy over the top. Cause I've got a lot of energy, Gina. We talked about that. That's uh, it. I'm going and teaching, telling everybody hoorah, you know, take care of yourself the whole nine, going to work all day, going home, drinking a bottle of wine, crying myself to sleep or passing out, whichever it was. And, and wanted to just 
make the day go away, make everything go away. And I get up and do the, do the same thing the next day because I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain and I did not know how to fix it. And it, you know, it got to the point to a really scary place. Um, I, I scared the people around me, the people that cared about me and loved me and were like, we don't know what to do to help you. We don't know what to do to fix you. And I'm like, you can't, you can't fix me. I had to fix myself. Um, for me, I just got, I think, into so much pain and I got to a place where I understood why David had come to the decision that he had. Yes. I I fell out of love with me and that's when my life started to spiral. Yes, and again, the frog in the water, it mm-hmm. can, it, 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 it may take you 10 years to spiral down. It may take you a year, depending on what, what, what it is. Everyone has their own time frame. Same with improving your life. Release your time scales. I say that to everyone of my clients who comes to me. I want to lose um, this amount of weight in 30 days. You need to release your time scales on feeling good. Everyone has a gym. I Do you know how many people gave me their opinions in those years following David's death on well, you should start, you should be feeling better right now, or you should, you know, that, you know, or um, does, is it still that painful or whatever? Like I, I was feeling better after whatever. And it's like, no, everyone's different. Everyone has a different time scale. And just know that you don't have to just know that, but taking that first step to feeling better, one little decision can change your life. That mentor that you met, the mentor I met, one person started to change my life. And it's just like the dominoes that you lined up when you're a kid. Right. You just got to knock over the first one. And the first one leads to the second one and the third one. And then all of a sudden it, it gets faster. It starts to get faster when you start going down. What I did was I went down the rabbit hole of my life. Think about how many rabbit holes you go down from... I spent hours on on the computer trying to find the perfect dress for an event. I went down in the rabbit hole of that, right? Yeah. Or you you need to get a new car and you go down the rabbit hole to find a new car. Go down the rabbit hole of your life, of your happiness, and and start to address things that aren't serving you anymore. If they're not serving you anymore, there is there's other possibilities out there, ones that you maybe didn't even think about. Right. And that is just the power. I mean, now I went a little extreme. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's okay. I, that's great. I love that. <laughs> not everyone needs to go as extreme as 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 I did. I mean, I canceled cable. I don't I didn't even have television. I, you know, I'm only on YouTube. Um looking and listening just day in and day out to people who change their lives mm-hmm. and you hear it. You can hear it all the time and what they do, what did you, what did they do along with me going to counseling and um, changing the books that I was reading uh, went back to school to, to study health and wellness, to become an, uh, to become a coach. 
But I, I, I can not stress enough that going down the rabbit hole of your life can open up doors that you never saw possible. I didn't even know this world existed prior to, you know, laying on the floor in my apartment thinking that um, no one could help because I had to help myself first. I I had to help myself first. Um, It turns out that um, I am unique, but my problems weren't unique. Right. And know that whatever problems you have, or anything that you want to fix, someone else has been there, done that, or is in it. And, you know, back then it was like, this is, you know, I'm the only one that has all these problems. I'm the only one that's suffering through this. You feel alone. You feel like you're on an island and you're not. That's right. Yes, we're not alone. We're not alone. And that's, I think that's what happened with me too. I felt like I'm by myself and it took me to actually get into like a mental hospital. Seriously, uh, I was in there and then, and then I did an outpatient program. And during that outpatient program, everyone was sharing their story about what they're going through and this anxiety that they have and how they have depression and how they, I'm like, I'm home. I even got goosebumps all over all of a sudden. I felt like I'm at home, even though it's not a good place to be, but you know, I needed to be there. And that was a start for me. It's like to recognize that all the people around me are experiencing the same exact thing, if not worse sometimes, mm-hmm. what I was going through. Because I didn't love myself. I, I didn't. I didn't know how to practice self-love and all that. I don't, I, that's what I went to drinking for. Now, what would you say are some good self-love practices that women who really don't feel like, you know what, I don't really like myself right now? Yeah. I am a big fan of writing things down and just hear me out on it. Um, I can say to myself, if I'm feeling down, you're pretty and you're worth it and, and, and everything's going to be okay. And the next thoughts in my mind are going to go negative. When you wake up every single morning, write down three things that you love about yourself. It can be on a sticky note. I talk about this. I'm a writer, so I like to write, okay? That journaling and all that got me through my transformation. But you don't need to be a writer. So just get those yellow sticky notes and write down three things that you love about yourself and stick them on your bathroom mirror. You have to use the bathroom every morning. You're showering, you're brushing your teeth, you're doing something in the bathroom, right? (laughs) So stick it on your mirror. And every time you go into that bathroom, you see that and you're reminded, you're reminded of the good. You all, we all have something so positive to give to the world, whether or not the world is seeing it or we're seeing it, write it down as a reminder every single day. For me, that was the the start of changing the internal self-talk because when the internal self-talk is negative, it seems to talk a lot louder than the positive. Right. It has a louder voice, right? Yeah. So, so basically by writing something down, right, you're, you're giving a voice to the positivity and drowning out that negativity one day at a time, one note at a time. And, yep. and you can stick that same note on your on the dashboard of your car. Wherever you go, wherever you're going to see it on a daily basis, on a on a reminder, like at, throughout the day, just to just to drown out that negative talk. 
Yes, and I'm I'm a big fan of pen and paper. <laughs> There's something magical about putting a pen to a piece of paper and writing. I feel like you're able to release your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, and it's coming out of you. You're not keeping them internal anymore. They're out. <laughs> and then writing your goals down. One of the suggestions I always have when it comes to habits is write down your goals every day and be descriptive. Write it out. What mm-hmm. is your the biggest goal that you want? And don't think, oh, I can never get there doesn't matter whatever happened to imagination as little children we had big imaginations and writing goals in your dreams that's part of imagination and manifestation (laughs) well yes because then that energy starts to go out of you so when i was in a really dark place when i was in that really dark place right in the deepest of my depression um everyone around me was miraculously negative all the news that i'm turning on was negative I was literally attracting nothing but negative. I was attracting what I was going through, right? And then just miraculously, everyone everyone started to be more positive around me. And I was watching positive, you know, external news and all those things. That It's not coincidental. It was all there. I didn't want to see it. So putting something in front of you, like you said, I'm a big fan of journaling in the morning. I do that. And at night I have my clients go through all those things. But if you're just starting off and you're like, I don't want to take that big step yet. The micro step is the sticky notes, writing down three things that you love about yourself or three things that you're grateful about yourself. Starting your day with gratitude will set it up for for success instead of failure. Yes, gratitude. Oh, that's like my favorite thing. You know, I've recognized for myself that once I've been expressing gratitude a little bit more, I've always been grateful in the last five years of my sobriety, but I've actually took it up a notch to the next level. And I'm really focusing on everything that I'm grateful for. And I'm saying it so much. And I give myself even a minute just to time and I, I express exactly what I'm grateful for. And I see, like you said, People with who have joy are coming to you. They're like positively then surrounds you more when you're expressing how, what you're grateful for. And I love that. And that's part of like one of the morning routine uh, things that I do is the one minute time myself express your gratitude. So speaking of morning routines, I know you're very big on having a morning routine. Now for so what can you explain yes. to the audience what is a morning routine and why it's important and what things you should do in a morning routine? Oh my gosh. I, I could talk to you for days on the morning routine. So I don't know how I'm going to get this in, but I'll, I'll just give you the highlights again. Um, listening to people like us, different coaches, everybody that you, you look up to and you envy the most successful people in the world, they all have a morning routine. Now everyone does something different. So I encourage, I encourage everyone to listen to as many people as you can about their morning routine and then take what works for you. If it takes weeks or months to, to come up with your perfect morning routine, do it because it's worth it. If you get up an hour earlier every single day, you will gain over two weeks of your life in a year back. It equates to like 15 days. So if I told you I could give you 15 days just to yourself, what would you do with that time? That's going to take you a year to get it. But one hour every morning 
is super important for, for me. So in that hour, first thing when I wake up, before I even open my eyes, I'm kind of stretching, I pray. That's before I even get out of bed. Go to the restroom. I'm right back to meditating. And I have my little journal. Now I'm new to meditation. So this is one that I'm taking. I'm fairly new, but it's just a little bit of quiet time sitting and, and breathing. Um, trying to just quiet my mind because my mind tends to go a million miles an hour. And then I'm going to write down a few things that I have goals for that day. My future goals and all those things, those are done at night, but my morning routine is like, what do I want to accomplish today? And I, I go in and out of writing down things that I'm uh, grateful for, for myself. Now it's more external. Like I'm grateful for it, that I had a warm bed to sleep in my home, those type of things. If you're just starting out the journey of um, finding happiness within yourself, I, I very much encourage you to write down three things that are amazing about you. Um, and then I, I exercise. I will try to go outside to get as much light as possible. Um, I have to walk my dogs. So I have my two Frenchies and I have to take them out. So that gets me outside. And the sooner you can get any sort of sunlight into your eyes, it will help flush out your melatonin in the morning and um, set you up for a happier day for sure. So walk the dogs, then I'm onboarding to coffee. Now it'll change throughout the, the, the seasons, depending on what season it is. I may be jumping right in the um, cold pool in the morning. But I take a time to cultivate my hour to myself. If an hour seems extreme to you and you're not doing any of that, you're waking up to a blaring alarm and, and jolting out of bed and starting off the day, you, you, you have to start with 15 minutes. It needs some sort of space between waking up to external noise. So the kids, the whatever, television, your phone, you have to create a space. So if there's no space in your morning routine right now, I highly encourage you just start with 15 minutes tomorrow. You will be blown away at how much calmer you are and how you start off your day with, with purpose. And then work up 30 minutes and then 45. And before you know it, you're at that hour where you're like, I need that hour for myself every day for sanity. Yes. Sanity. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Because this is part of self-love too. Mm -hmm. Oh, hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. And back to the gratitude thing. There's a really great book that I always recommend. Um, the little book of gratitude. By Robert Emmons. The little book of gratitude. And it's like a bathroom read. So you just keep it in your bathroom. So if you're new to like, um, actually, Living in gratitude, just saying you're gra grateful is one thing, but actually practicing gratitude is something different. So I encourage you to just start out with that um, that little book. Like I said, you can leave it in your bathroom next to your sticky notes. And it's a great place to start. I just love start. that. Little book of gratitude. Okay, I want to get that. Because <laughs> I love everything gratitude. So just give it to me. So there are some books that you also recommend as well. What are your favorite books that you... Oh my Share with gosh. your clients. Oh, okay. top three, I guess. Don't even get me started. Um, the compound effect. 
by Darren Hardy. Uh, it's the compound effect. Very easy read. I literally will start with that book with a lot of my clients. Um, just understanding that everything that you do, all of your habits, they compound over time. Everything from finances to weight gain. You didn't gain 10 pounds overnight. It's the small little choices that you make every day that compound over time. And then boom, before you know it, you're like, wait, I'm, I'm like 30 pounds heavier, you know, than I was five years ago or whatever. So it's, it's every little thing that you do has that compounding effect. And it is a very easy read. It's a small book. If you start there, you will mind blown, right? Uh, and then you start to see that every little choice, the, the, just the one can of soda that you're drinking every day, you know, that has a, a hundred calories in it, right? If you just cut that, that out, if you just change, shifted one little habit, what that does over, over time. So that the compound effect, huge, um, psycho cybernetics, another really big one. Um, it didn't start with you. That's an intense book. I say always start really small, but it didn't start with you is uh, unbelievable. Those would be my top three, I'm sure. But, you know, you can yeah. go to my website and yeah, in my uh, Amazon store, I'm constantly putting up books that I am reading and that I recommend. I am a ferocious reader. And um, if you say you don't have time or you're not really big into reading, I can tell you right now, I cut the radio out of my life in the car because mm -hmm. I drive a lot here in L.A., I'm listening to the audiobooks. You will get something. If you can take any little nugget out of these, you'll get something out of it. And it's just, it's amazing. Start with that. Start with audiobooks. Yes. And, you know, the TV, no cable here as well. Gone. <laughs> News, gone. <laughs> I'm all gone. about hearing podcasts, reading, and just alone time. And I just, that's actually my alone time is reading. <laughs> It's, it's, it's amazing. And if you, you know, um, speaking of the news, and this is why I pulled up my phone, it's called Good News Network. It's an app and oh, um, it's called Good News Network. And it is an app of all just good news. Wow. So you want to see the daily news that it doesn't make you depressed and upset. Like if you are getting up and turning on the news and you're living in fear or you're you that you notice you have anxiety from listening to the news, which I did, it was contributing to um, a lot of anxiety feelings and a lot of fears that I had. It was just it was amplifying them. And so this app was recommended to me. And I mean, it's game changer. So I still know what's going on in the world, but it's not all it's just uh, not all that negativity. And I can decide when to open up that app, take in the news and then leave it be. Wow. I can, right? Yeah. So I was say, what kind, what do they share on that app? Is it just it's like these, the stories? These, everything you want to, you want to, um, so it's all news. Then there's like this day in history. So it'll tell you what happened in this day in, in history. 
Uh, there's a quote of the day. Then, of course, there's world news, U.S. news, good talks, and then my favorite, animals. Oh, they have an animal <laughs> section? Okay, sold. <laughs> an animal section, and we get, like, these feel-good news stories that are actually going on. It's just good news. It's literally called Good News Network. Download the app today. They do not sponsor me. <laughs> I, I can just That's tell you funny. right now that it's, like, it's all these little tweaks. It's again, I was taking in so much negativity. And so my output was negativity. What comes in comes out, goes out. So that's same with your food and with your mind. So again, you have to have both components, right? So if you're taking in all this really good food, your diet is on point, but you're taking in all negativity through your mind, your diet is not good because your diet is everything that you consume mentally and physically, all consumption, all consumption is your diet. So I was taking in bad foods and, and again, I was focused on negativity. I'm putting negativity out in the world. So I'm attracting negative people. I'm attracting negative news Everything I was consuming from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed was shit. And so when you change your diet, you change your life. And again, diet meaning the whole person. To me, my diet is a direct impact on my emotional transformation. That's what diet is to me. So everything that you are taking in mentally and physically can change your, move the needle towards your positive or move it towards a negative. You decide. You get to make that decision every single day. Again, I went a little extreme. I mean, I did everything kind of at once and it was like, wow. And I, you know, tried things that then didn't work for me. Again, you're, you're just going to take nuggets from everyone that you can find around you. Oh, I love that. I can incorporate that in my life. Or that one doesn't work for me, but this one works for me. Until you build, and it's constant learning. You have to be willing to be open to learn and to listen. Because again, you never know when you're going to meet somebody that will just give you something that will change your life. Or take you in a direction that you never thought you were going to go. I thought so naively that I could map out my life, that I had it all planned out. And there's something much higher than me. It was like, yeah, no, we're going <laughs> to change that. And unfortunately it was a, it was a, it was a very traumatic and it was, you know, a, a terrible thing that happened losing my brother. And I thought my life was over, but be open to the possibility that it can take you in, in a direction that can have really, really positive impacts on you and the world. So my goal is to go out and to pay that forward to everyone that I meet and to my clients, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And I love how you said the the whole diet acronym is genius. I love that. (laughs) And it is true. Mind, body, spirits, we're all, it's all connected. We have to focus on every single aspect now, what would you tell, what would, so I just want to know, I'm curious, like, what is the process you take through your clients when they first join, join you? When they first, okay. 
everyone comes to me for a different, um, what they think is their main goal, right? So it depends. It is so varied. Somebody may come to me because um, a lot of weight loss, right? They're just, um, it's 10 pounds, but then it ends up being something much more. Again, when we start focusing on the mind, it then brings the body into equilibrium. So, or somebody comes to me because they absolutely just can't sleep and they're fighting a lot of that. So it depends on what they come to me with their initial problem is. Um, like I said, a lot of weight loss, but a lot of balancing their life and um, putting putting other people's needs before themselves. Mostly family, right? Direct people you have to put needs for and they, they've taken like kind of that back burner and just feeling like they're rushing through life. So we come up with a plan to kind of bring some balance to, to all of that. Again, it, it varies depending on what somebody is coming to me with their initial what they initially want to change. I see. So, yeah. So if I were to come to you and I would be like, oh, I want to lose weight, focus on that. Or if someone says, hey, you know, I just want to get fit, focus on that. But it all ties in together, though. It all ties together, right? So I want, um, I, I, I want to get fit, but I have, I don't feel like at all working out uh, this and that. How's your sleeping? I sleep four and a half hours a night, maybe, you know, I go to bed at, at midnight, I get up at five. And, okay. So it's a building block, right? And it all starts with, and it seems so simple when, when you hear it being said, but most people don't think about all of those things being connected. I'm not losing that last five, 10 pounds. You're not sleeping. You're not recovering. You're not, you whatever it is, right? Um, or you're still having a few cocktails every single night. It's going to disrupt losing weight. But it, and it, again, it all ties together. And, and I love when my clients have this aha moment. Okay, just do this for a week. You know, we're going to start here and we're just going to keep building on habits. And then things start to fall into place. And you have that moment of, oh, I can't do one without the other. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. I can't, I can't sleep four hours a night. My dentist said, I have to floss every day and I can't remember to do it. And I don't want to do it and blah, 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 blah. I can't remember to do it. Where's your floss? It's in the drawer in the bathroom. Okay. Where's your toothbrush on top of the counter charging. So you brush your teeth every day, right? Yeah. Well, then put the floss in front of the toothbrush or on top of it, right? And stack a habit. Oh yeah, I had to do that. Now that's just the brushing your teeth habit, right? Or taking care of your a dental habit. But we want to stack habits one on top of another. Again, the journal on top of your phone, which shouldn't be right next to your bed, but you're gonna it'll remind you to write down three things you're grateful for before you look at the phone. Things like that. Baby steps. And the, I, I have clients like me, though, too. Well, I'm all in. I want to do everything all at once. Okay, let's try this. <laughs> That's funny, aren't they? <laughs> let's do everything. <laughs> we're all different. We're all, we're, we're all different. Again, like once, like it was baby steps for me. But then once I like realized like these things work and I can change, I, I was like, you know, all in and went over the top. But it just depends on, on your personality and your your 
situation in life. I didn't have little kids anymore. It was just me to focus on. So it made it easier, me and my dogs. So it made it a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm just very curious because we're talking about weight loss a lot. And it just kind of like struck a a little light bulb above my head. What is the best diet? Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I know for everybody's body is different, but I did uh, see something about a Mediterranean diet and I know nothing about a Mediterranean diet. And I would love for you to share. What is it? (laughs) Oh, okay. So uh, I, if somebody asked me when somebody does ask me, what, what diet do you follow? Um, The, the closest that I eat to is the Mediterranean diet. So, um, Basically, have you ever heard of the blue zones? No, I've never heard of that before. So the blue zones in the world are like the zones where um, they have the most centenarians, people that live over 100. And a lot of them are in along the Mediterranean. So any of those regions like along the Mediterranean, they're like, what are these people doing to live such long, long lives? There's been lots of studies on it. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast, please look up the blue zones and, and the, what the Mediterranean diet is. Lots of fresh um, fish, lean proteins, lots of vegetables. It's very like whole eating. I'm a very, very much into whole eating, um, not e- eating packaged foods. So I'm a big fan of when I go to the food store and what I tell my clients to do is stick to the perimeter, everything down the aisles, not that it's all bad for you, but everything down the aisles is packaged, boxed, canned. Everything on the exterior is fresh cheeses, meats, fruits, and vegetables. If it doesn't have a label, yay, right? That's all that's eating very, but also, so in these blue zones, they very much have tight communities. So groups of friends and families and that are all very like-minded. So again, it goes back to mental and the physical walking more and all that. So look up the Mediterranean diet. I have, um, I have a whole, if you join my free Facebook group, uh, there's a whole list of diet stuff in there. All It's very closely related to the Mediterranean diet. And I encourage y'all to take a look at it. Lots of olives, right? Olives and cheeses and everything in moderation, but very, very fresh. Great. So, yes, I like that. The perimeter, no label. <laughs> to the perimeter. Uh, generally, anything without a label is really good for you. You know, apples. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Veggies, all of your fruits and vegetables, um, anything with with a label, stick to under five ingredients. That is also my um, my big tip. If you can't read it, don't pick it up. You know, if I can't read it, step away from it, right? But think about like, um, you know. When you go to these parts of the world, when you're in Greece and you're in Italy and you go to the markets and they've got the fresh baguettes of the bread, like literally had just made it, right? Or 
you go down the aisle in our food stores and you see some of the breading and you, you the packages and you turn it around and you look at all the stuff they put in. And you're like, what is all this? Right. As this, as opposed to, again, it's, it's simple. It sounds really simple, but we get um, addicted to a lot of these foods that are down those aisles. Right. So um, what I try to do is with my, with my clients is, don't say you can't have all of these things. We just start adding in the better stuff. And amazingly enough, some of that, the bad foods that they were taking in start to just kind of wean them themselves out. As we get right up here, we start to get right with what we're taking in. We start moving a little bit more. When you start moving a little bit more, even going out for 10 to 15 minute walks a day, if you're like, I don't like working out, no problem. We're just going to start moving more. You come in from that walk, you start making better food choices without even thinking about it. Yeah, so one of my girlfriends, she was like, you know what? I, I've gained weight, but it's because I haven't worked out. Whenever I work out, I eat better automatically. <laughs> so it's so true. You just, it just, like I said, like we said, it's all connected. It's all connected. And I live by the 80-20 rule. I live by that rule with anything that I do. So I have people said, don't you ever eat anything bad? Absolutely. Like I can tear up the frozen yogurt place that is near me yeah. and put like a ton of chocolate sprinkles on it. Oh, it's my weakness, right? Um, yes, I do. 80% of the time I am consuming things that are good for me. And that 20% of the time, I don't beat myself up. It is all diet. It's all diet. Again, what you're taking in here and what you're taking in your mouth, it's mostly diet. I can, you can drop a lot of weight without even exercising. Now I'm not going to recommend that for a lot of other reasons, cardiovascular or whatever. We're not going to get into that, but you can start by just changing your diet right. in a huge, huge way. Yeah. Just by your the habit of just going to the grocery store, like we're saying, you can't read it, <laughs> don't eat it, <laughs> don't yep. buy it. And if it doesn't have a label, Gigi said you can have it, like, you know, just <laughs> stick to the perimeter, fresh, fresh foods. Fresh. These are great hacks. I feel like I've learned so much. I'm like, oh man, taking notes and everything. Like, oh, I gotta do that. I gotta read this. And, <laughs> and, then and then there's so many things. And I talk about this in my, my Facebook group. I do a healthy challenge every single month. Nice. totally free. And I give all these tips. So like, there is nothing worse than wasting food. Okay. Especially with how much things cost today. So hear me out. I buy a big thing of spinach, right? And it goes right in my freezer. Spinach freezes amazing. They don't freeze together. The leaves stay separate. And you put a handful of that in your smoothie every day. There, you've had spinach. You don't even taste it. If you're like, I hate spinach, great. But we want the benefits of it, right? Bananas. I do not make banana bread, okay? But I have bananas that are starting to, if they start to go bad on the counter, slice them up, stick them in a Ziploc baggie, throw them in your freezer. You have frozen bananas for your smoothies. We're not wasting it because fresh foods, right, does have that. Or I'm a big fan of buying frozen fruits and vegetables, Yes, me too. Huge. <laughs> it's all full of kale and spinach. Everything. 100%. Zero excuse. Yes, zero excuse. Like, 
you don't have to get it frozen, throw in those blueberries, you know, in the middle of winter when you can't get the fresh blueberries or whatever, um, have it all stacked in your freezer. There are so many hacks. There are so many hacks out there and I have like a million of them. We could talk all day about it. <laughs> um, but that going back to the 80, 20 rule, you know, 80% diet, 20% of the exercise, um, 80% of what you're consuming mentally should be positive. Yes. 20% is always going to leak in. I try to keep it at 90, 10. You know? <laughs> right. That's great. I go on vacation. My diet's probably going to be 60, 40. I'm eating pretty well, but I want to enjoy that. I only go on vacation one or two times a year. Then, you know, but if you are for 80% of your life doing all the positive things and taking in the positive foods that are moving your needle towards better health, right? And taking in news that is positive and being around more positive people 80% of the time, your life is going to change within days. I mean, you can literally just, you'll be amazed. And then you're like, then all the good things start to happen to you. And it's that domino effect. Oh, yeah. Just start, start with something. Yes. Make a decision, make a decision, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can talk to you forever. (laughs) But I I would love for you to share where our audience can follow you and definitely with a Facebook group, a name. Yes, yes. Okay, you can find me on all the social media platforms um, as Gina Perrin. And I'm sure we'll have that up there. So Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, but Facebook, I have a private Facebook group. First, you have to friend me on Facebook. So go ahead and friend me on there. And then you can join my private Facebook group. It's all like-minded people like me. I have things on there and just so much stuff throughout the month. But then the first Saturday of every month, I do a five-day healthy habits challenge and I go on live for those five days every morning and I um, will coach. So group coaching, lots of, of fun things on there. Um, and you get all sorts of free access to stuff to download. So join me on there. I'd love to, or you can always um, hit me up on my website, ginaparent.com. My email is on there. You can join my monthly newsletter. Um, I have a blog that goes out and lots of fun stuff. So I'd love to see you there. Such value, such value is that, yes. And I'll have all those links in the show notes. Great. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. I've learned so much. And I just say, I'm grateful to have had, have you on here today. <laughs> Thank you. I am too. And it was so nice to meet you, Gina. And um, hopefully our paths. If you're loving what you're hearing, Go ahead and click the links in the show notes below. And if you're aligned, leave a five-star review. 